Do you ever experience digestive concerns, fatigue, hormonal imbalances, or skin eruptions? This may be due to your liver being overwhelmed or stressed. My name's Kieran, and I'm a UK qualified naturopath with a master's in herbal medicine and gastroenterology. Join me as I delve into the different areas that the botanicals can help support our liver throughout this podcast. Our liver is our second largest organ in the body. It filters 90 liters of blood an hour. It's incredible. And it has over 500 functions, from cholesterol production to helping convert our thyroid hormones, such as T4 to T3. One of its main functions is toxin metabolism. So detoxing, cleansing, those sort of words which you hear or see on packets in health food shops. And when our liver is stressed, it can provide different signs for us to recognize, such as being fatigued, hormonal imbalances, low thyroid, digestive concerns, even skin eruptions. In my practice, and I'm looking at the liver, I look at supporting the five different areas for the liver. One is enhancing toxin metabolism. So that's like revving up a car engine, helping our natural detox organ perform a little better or supply some of the nutrients which it could be deficient in. Secondly, is increasing bile production. So when we break down these toxins in our liver, we need to either poop them out or pee them out. So that's where I use certain herbs, which help increase that elimination organs. And then we have reducing fatty liver, so fat accumulation. We all know that alcohol and sugar are big contributors. So helping with the production of reducing that fat accumulation with certain botanicals helps a lot in this area, along with dietary support. Then we have reducing inflammation. That's number four. Inflammation can increase the risk for scarring in the liver. So that's where we need to make sure that the liver is as low in inflammation as possible. And lastly, there are certain herbs and nutrients which can help with liver regeneration. And I'll go through all these different areas and how different botanicals along with a few nutrients can help support our liver in all these different areas. Fatty liver disease is when our liver accumulates fat over a period of time. This is due to various factors such as overconsumption of gluten, sugar, alcohol, could be exposure to certain pathogens, as well as it could be a nutritional deficiency. When our liver is struggling and accumulating fat, it underfunctions, doesn't do its job to the best of its ability. This is where we can use a lot of steps to support our liver. One of them is changing up our dietary habits, moderating our sugar intake, our alcohol, watching for the gluten. Another big area is supporting our gut. They have found in a study that when they took the stool sample from a patient which was an alcoholic and had hepatitis and put it in a germ-free mouse, that that mouse developed liver disease. This shows that the bacteria is responsible for releasing various metabolites which have a negative effect towards our liver. Now this is certain types of bacterium. The good beneficial bacterium which is in our gut do not have a negative influence. They have a positive influence. One family which is renowned and has been shown to have a very influential effect is the lactobacillus family. 
This is a family which naturally resides in our small intestines. It's commonly found in fermented dairy products, and its main function is to act as an antibiotic. Another area which received a lot of attention in research is prebiotics, feeding our other type of big family, such as bifidobacterium. These create short-chain fatty acids, which then have a direct effect on our liver. When we look at prebiotics, there are certain types. One which received a lot of attention is inulin. This is commonly found in allium families, such as garlic, leeks, onions, as well as commonly found in dandelion root. 45% of dandelion root is inulin. So here, supporting our gut has a huge influence on the function of our liver. Lastly, botanicals. There are certain botanicals which can reduce fat production. These are polyphenol-enriched fruits, such as blue honeysuckle, sour orange, blackberry. Polyphenol also means very strong antioxidant. Lastly, we're looking at reducing fat accumulation on the liver. Studies have shown that panics, ginseng, rosemary, red sage, along with barberry, are very influential for reducing fat accumulation. One of our liver's main functions is toxin metabolism, also known as detoxification. When we look at the word detoxification, it means to render a harmful substance harmless. A harmful substance can also mean toxin. You may have heard a lot of naturopaths, herbalists mention we've got to get rid of these toxins from your body. And toxins fall under three different categories. There's exogenous, outside the body, such as cigarette smoke, pesticides, food add additives. Then we have endogenous. So these toxins are being manufactured in our body, which need to be removed, such as carbon dioxide when we're breathing, urea, that yellow tinge in a urine. Also, lastly, we also have autogenous. This is where toxins can get passed down from generation to generation. And studies have shown and be very supportive towards this. So if we do not remove the toxins daily, our body will store them in our fat cells, one of the main sites, because it's a natural survival mechanism so that when our liver is able to catch up with these toxins, then it can deal with them later on. That is, that is the theory behind it. And when we have this exposure to toxins, the response of our body depends on two things. One, the composition of our body, such as age, gender, genetics, as well as the traits of a chemical, such as the concentration, as well as the route which we're exposed to. Are we ingesting accidentally, inhalation, or applying it topically? These are very defining factors to how we respond to these toxins. Majority of the time, it's small amounts, but over a long period of time. Fortunately though, we have our liver, that main organ, and it can regenerate as well as detox these chemicals. When it comes to the detoxification, there's phase one and phase two. Phase one involves enzymes breaking down the toxins so that it is recognizable in phase two. When we have an underfunctioning phase one, it means that we're unable to break things down at the rate which we need to. And an example is consuming a little bit of caffeine and feeling very wired for hours on end. 
Various botanicals can help raise that up, such as St. John's wort, valerian, and ginkgo biloba. If our phase one is overstimulated, so we drink several cups of ca uh, coffee in the afternoon and we're able to sleep like a baby at night, this means that we can lower through certain botanicals, such as mistletoe, turmeric, cat's claw, and golden seal. And you may have heard of the big one being grapefruit. So when it comes to these uh, botanicals and you know fruits, it's always best to speak with your doctor prior to consuming them if you're on any medication, because this will have an influential effect whether your medication is drawn out as well as if it's metabolized too quickly. So it does have a huge effect on the metabolizing rate for your medication. So again, this is why it's best to speak with your healthcare provider. When we move over to phase two, this is the most influential part and is responsible for creating a water-soluble product or a fat-soluble product. So it can be eliminated through our kidneys or through our stool. And when it comes to these pathways, there are six. The first one is known as sulfation. Certain sulfur-rich foods such as allium family, garlic, leeks, onions, very valuable for helping maintain this pathway. Then we have glucuronidation. Cruciferous vegetables help maintain this pathway, such as Brussels sprouts, cabbage, broccoli. Then we have glutathione conjugation. So helping create glutathione, the mother antioxidant of the body. Turmeric, mistletoe, NAC or NAC, as some people call it, very, very valuable for helping increase that antioxidant. Then we have glyceration. So this is where we need glycine, that amino acid, very concentrated in bone broth, particularly beef bone broth. Broth is great for the gut for healing up inflammation and as well, great for the liver. Acetylation, this requires B5, vitamin C, water-soluble vitamins, which we need daily to help maintain this function. And lastly, we have methylation. So methanine, an amino acid again, found in eggs and spirulina. And also if you consume a methylated B vitamins, very valuable for this pathway as well. So as you can see, two phases and both need certain nutrients to help operate and function. And when you have them all there, we're able to break down these toxins daily to help eliminate them out the body instead of storing them. Ensuring that we have healthy production and secretion of bile is very, very important for our liver. We create 600 to 800 milliliters of bile per day. That's quite a lot. And bile has a wide range of functions. We know earlier that it helps with removal of fat-soluble toxins, but it can also help in the gut with emulsifying fats, absorbing fat-soluble vitamins, stimulating bowel movements, eradicating certain types of bacteria, as well as alkalizing the, uh, the acidic contents from our stomach. And when we look at the components of bile, 95% of it is water. So this is where hydration is very influential to helping keep our bile fluid. When we become more prone to not consuming enough water over time, it can result in our bile to become very sludgy. This is known as bile sludge. And it's got the consistency of molasses. Other areas besides water can contribute to bile sludge, such as poor dietary habits, hormonal imbalances, and nutritional deficiencies, such as glycine and taurine. 
If we don't deal with this bile sludge, it can increase the risk for gallstones to develop. Now, very commonly, the gallbladder is to blame for gallstones, but that's not the case. It's due to the abnormal bile flow being created. Fortunately, though, we have a lot of foods available which can help with the production of healthy bile. So we already know about the water. But on a food base, we're looking at citrus fruits, radishes, beetroot, artichokes, green apples, healthy fats, coffee as well helps with bile production. Now, when we're looking at botanicals, they can fall under two categories, but majority of the time a herb will fall under both categories. So one category is known as choleretics, helps to increase bile production in the liver. So we've got barberry, turmeric, we've also got wormwood. Then the last category is cholagog. These are responsible for helping stimulate the gallbladder to stimulate more or to release more bile from the gallbladder. Herbs such as barberry, gentia, dandelion. These are very bitter herbs. So again, anything bitter is going to have that stimulatory effect towards the gallbladder. If you're looking at incorporating some of these botanicals, always be cautious if you have gallstones, as it may aggravate your condition. The various agents that can contribute to fatty liver disease can also cause inflammation in the liver as well. When our body is inflamed or our liver is inflamed, we need antioxidants to combat it. Glutathione is known as the mother of all antioxidants. If you're looking at supplementing with it, liposomal and sublingual have shown to be superior in absorption in comparison to capsulated. Now, they can be a little bit pricey, so this is where I use NAC. NAC is a precursor to glutathione, and it's fine as a capsule or as a powder because it has a high absorption rate in the gut. Now, there are other ways to boost your glutathione levels, such as through diet. So foods such as asparagus, garlic, cruciferous vegetables, even whey protein. So this is because it has cysteine, that amino acid, similar to NAC. Now, that's just one antioxidant. There are various other antioxidants which we can get from foods such as vitamin C, vitamin E, selenium. We're also antioxidants such as alpha-lipoic acid, melatonin, and resveratrol. Now, we know that connection with resveratrol and red wine, but to get an amount which is going to help our body from red wine, we would have to consume quite a lot. And I've heard that it's, uh, it's very difficult to obtain <laughs> and you'd be you know, more intoxicated than reaping the benefits from the antioxidant. So what's interesting though, is that the resveratrol is also found in a herb known as andrographes. If you decide to consume this herb for this antioxidant, I would encourage capsulated because as a tincture, um, it is very bitter and it's known as the king of bitters for a reason. So this is where, unless you're looking for a massive amount of salivation and you know, support for your upper digestion, capsulated form you know, is, is, is best for the andrographes. So that's on a dietary antioxidant approach. Botanicals can help on a wide range as well. For instance, inflammatory cytokines can be reduced by certain botanicals such as Chinese skullcap, boswellia, and turmeric. Even the pathway responsible for releasing and encouraging the production of inflammatory cytokines 
can be regulated with certain herbs such as Chinese are uh, yeah, Chinese skullcap, turmeric, and Andrew Graffrey's. Sorry, this pathway is known as NFKB pathway. Now, if the inflammation is repetitive, continuous, it's not being dealt with, can increase the risk for scarring or also known as fibrosis of the liver. Fortunately, though, several studies have shown that various herbs such as licorice, red sage, olive leaf, and rhubarb provide antifibrotic effects. So here you're looking at various herbs, various foods, and various antioxidants being very influential for supporting our liver on an inflammatory level. We're very fortunate that our liver can regenerate, especially when we're exposed to toxins and pollutants on a daily basis. To give you an idea of how quickly our liver can regenerate, if 75% of this organ is removed, it can take between six to eight weeks for it to recover fully in ideal conditions. This is because 70% 70 of our liver cells are known as hepatocytes, also known as regenerative cells. Now there are various nutrients and herbs which, can, which have been investigated to see how much of an effect they have on this process. Alpha-lipoic acid is one of them. This is an antioxidant and a major component in the Krebs cycle for helping produce energy in cells. Dr. Burskin is one of the, he's the father of alpha-lipoic acid and he's done extensive research into this antioxidant. He's even created a therapy known as triple therapy, which involves selenium, alpha-lipoic acid, and milk thistle. He has claimed that with this therapy, it has been very influential towards people with chronic liver conditions. Another botanical, milk thistle, is another influential agent towards the liver. It's known as the liver elixir, actually. And this herb has a lot of antioxidants in it, silymarin, silibin. And when we've got antioxidants, we've got anti-inflammatory effects as well. Unfortunately, there was inconsistent results for the research on it, whether it has an effect on regeneration for the liver. As some research has shown it does, and others research it doesn't. So this is where exploring this area more is needed. But if we compare the two, alpha-lipoic acid and milk thistle both provide anti-inflammatory effects. And this is where researchers are concluding that when the liver is provided with these agents which reduce inflammation, that the liver is able to regenerate in optimal conditions. So this is where further research into different botanicals such as Chinese skullcap, licorice, and boswellia are needed to see how much of an effect it has towards liver regeneration. As you can see, different herbs, supplements, and foods have a huge influence on all different areas and pathways for our liver. If you are interested in supporting your liver, I would encourage to look at your gut and kidneys first, as these are our major elimination organs. And this is where ensuring that we're eliminating toxins efficiently, efficiently will thereby allow the liver supportive process to go a lot more smoother. If you found today's podcast interesting, please feel free to comment or ask any questions below as well as make sure to like, subscribe, and follow to all of our channels. See you all next time.